Got Hello, it. Hello, everybody. I'm just kicking this thing right off, everybody. I hope you're. I, yeah, yeah. I've got. No one was ready for me to hit that record button, but I just, I just hit it. We're rolling. We're rolling. It's, it's between, it's between Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's not a ton going on. Apparently, there was a, a pay per view, a War Games. I don't know any of the wrestlers involved. Did anyone watch War Games? Anyone? Justin. Anyone? Oh. Oh. Okay. No. Good. 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 So uh, I watched highlights. I'm, I'm here with my co-host Chuck Bean and Justin Valentine. How are you doing, guys? I watched it. nine hours of wrestling this week. Ooh. Oh my god! Talk really? about someone who's going to be carrying the show. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. All right. I'm just I, I'm just mad. Shawnee didn't give me time to put, take my shirt off. So I so <laughs> am I. Honestly, what does that shirt oh, say? Good. This shirt, what? This shirt saves lives. Saves lives. Why would you want to take it off? You trying to kill us, son? <laughs> He saved sure up saves lives. with those guns. The gun yeah, show. There's no gun show, as we found out. Actually, Listen, this shirt saves lives. Oh. What's underneath it does a little something extra, if you know what I mean. Oh my lord! But speaking of guns, we have our our north star, our scales of balance, top our top gun. Absolutely. Oh, we have a new top one. Gun. Yep, top gun. Top Gun keynote speaker, <laughs> keynote listener, award-winning white woman. Back to the gills. <laughs> Erica Banis. Every week, like every week, I know what to expect, but it somehow gets more ridiculous. I hope I love it. Pops the listeners as much as it pops us, because Jesus Christ. I think yeah. Oh, keynote speaker, keynote listener. Is, is the, yes. Um actually, I uh, yeah, I went to the gym this morning and uh after a week of kind of accidental inactivity, um I feel like my my guns are going to hurt in the morning. I'm did sure. some did some uh stellar TRX and uh yeah, I I still feel the pump a little. And that was from this morning. So what up? All right. All right. If Jordan Grace wasn't already Big Mama Pump, that would be you. I know. I'm one one day. One day. Out of all your hats, I think you look amazing in a chain mail <laughs> headdress. <laughs> be amazing. Oh God. I mean, <laughs> now now I kind of want to buy one just yeah. to see and just to take a photo and be like, I want to see because for those that don't know what Eric looks like on a on a frequent basis. She wears hats that I've only other seen another adult human wear, and that is Slash from Guns N' Roses. Your 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 hats are very Slash like. So if you can imagine a hat that Slash wears, but in chain mail. <laughs> I can't. I can't. No. It'd be, no. It would be it'd be pretty spectacular. All right. All right. Yeah, so uh, nine hours, nine hours yeah. of wrestling this week. Uh, it started on Wednesday. Let's try to which, condense it into about one hour of uh, yeah. review, okay? Uh, should not be a problem. Should not be a problem. <laughs> but let me take you on a small well, journey. Should, do, we, do we sign up for nine hours of show today? No. Yep. Marathon on this. So this episode, Woo! show title, The Filibuster. Chuck's Filibuster. Chuck's Filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> 
So started on Wednesday with Dynamite, moved on to Friday, watched some SmackDown. Couldn't get to Rampage on Friday. We'll get to that. Uh, but uh, Saturday, finally uh, saw Rampage. And then, of course, watched War Games last night. NXT War Games, which was desperately missing uh, William Regal saying that. William Regal never showed up for War Games. No. This is perhaps the cherry on top of the shit cake that WWE has presented us this year. Almost. Is learning this. Yeah, no, the, the fact that uh, William Regal, much like Samojo, has not been seen since NXT went 2.0 is a sad state of affairs. Um, but yeah, I know that uh, I tweeted on Friday about my, my SmackDown experience, and uh, I, I got responses from both Erica and Justin to, to varying degrees. And uh, yeah. yeah, wasn't a good time. Didn't enjoy myself. No, 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 uh, not Wait, really. Uh, not really a fan of the nine hours you watched. What did you enjoy? Uh, I will say AEW. This is a friendly talk after a friendly talk about professional wrestling. Yes, yes. my best. AEW is providing. <laughs> yeah, let me get that out of the way before I become negative to everybody. Sure. I do have some bones to pick, so it's Christmas. Sure. All right. Um, AEW is simply providing the the professional wrestling content I want out of uh, out of out of you know a professional wrestling show, and I uh, I think I tweeted on on Friday that uh, SmackDown left such a sour taste in my mouth that not only uh, was I not happy with my SmackDown show that I watched, but I I felt unhappy with professional wrestling as a whole and couldn't watch couldn't imagine spending another hour that night watching professional wrestling had to do something else with my time um so uh justin i i I could see the look on your face i know that you're you're not pleased with my preliminary review smackdown i cannot wait to get into it with you erica you better well yeah Yeah, real quick yeah because obviously we're going to uh have rebuttal from from jv but um could you point out any particulars as to why smackdown was so that's actually what i was going to go to first yeah okay um i feel like the i i I remember i tuned in uh because i was like you know what it's friday night i used to out of the two shows smackdown was my show uh for the longest time like even when when raw was okay or even when raw had a good show i knew smackdown was gonna have a better show um and i i thought about it a couple of weeks ago when when everybody got released i don't remember if i said so on this podcast but i feel a little bad for the handful of people on both shows that i have been a fan of over the last you know couple of years whether it's xavier woods or finn balor or you know Big E guys that i was real high on um i i feel bad that they're on what feels like to me and probably to many of our listeners as a bit of a sinking ship uh so i'm like i'm gonna watch smackdown they're doing a, a fun thing with Sami Zayn. i want to see what's going on and I'll give them a, I'll give them this, the opening promo by Brock Lesnar of all people was entertaining as hell. And a big part of that is watching him interact with Sami Zayn and essentially bully Sami Zayn into saying he wanted his Roman Reigns match tonight. Um, and the reason Brock does this is because so that he can say, okay, so Sami's going to fight Roman and I'll fight the winner at day one i'm like okay you got me this is kind of fun and brock's gonna be in his corner all right cool you got me the rest of the show goes by there's not a lot 
uh, in the show that I'm a huge fan of, but they get about to uh, 15 minutes to 10 o'clock and Sammy comes out and he's ready for his, his match. And then Brock comes out and Sammy's happy to see him. And then Brock, instead of being in his corner, maybe interfering in the match a little bit, maybe up to craziness ensues and Sammy Zayn is held holds the title for two to three weeks before Brock kills him. Uh, no, Brock just kills him tonight. Brock comes out, suplexes him about a dozen times tonight, and then Roman comes in and picks up the pieces, and it'll be Brock and Roman at day one. And I, you, it, I feel like you gave me the possibility of something insane, and then immediately took it away. And I was just like, man, I don't. I feel like I wasted my two hours. I feel like I could have done anything anything else and had a better time i could have played a video game that i was even halfway excited about i could have listened to as i told erica earlier today a record album on the victrola um you know i could have put a i could have put a netflix show on and i feel like my two hours wouldn't have felt as wasted as they did uh on friday night that's that was how i felt about it well i just listen that's fair I just find that so dramatic and I find that dramatic in the sense that you're already again, so down on WWE that that's fair to not like the ending. It could have gone a couple different ways. Personally, first off, I love the opening segment. I was laughing my ass off. I even tweeted out today, where the hell did Brock Lesnar develop a personality? Cause hell, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that was great. That was, that was phenomenal in my mind. Um, I just and, and for me, yeah, they could have gone a couple different ways. Look, we knew it was going to be Brock versus Roman. That, like Sam, we we knew that when Sami Zayn won the Battle Royal and they didn't even allow him to celebrate, and they went straight to announcing that Brock Lesnar is coming back next week. This sure. Sami Zayn thing was literally from the beginning just a humor route to get to Brock Roman again, it's which obviously. Bump. It was just a humorous speed bump. That is it. So I, if you thought Sammy had a shot of winning the title or, you know, something like that, you know, that that's a lot to ask for, especially if you think even with Brock's help, they're going to have him beat Roman Reigns on a random SmackDown, even if it's just for a couple of weeks with the run that Roman Reigns has had. That's kind of on you. I didn't think that was a shot at all. Uh, but even if for as much as you said you like the opening segment, and you disliking the end, that's fine. To say it like was a waste of two hours and made you hate professional wrestling, that's a little dramatic for something that you enjoyed at first. You know, you can hate the finish of it and, you know, whatever, but I just feel like it's, you know, dramatic because of the fact that you're already so down on WWE, which is fine. You know, I'm down on NXT right now. I didn't waste my time watching war games. Sure. You know, because I've, I've given up on NXT. From, 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 you know, reading and watching and following along from a distance, they're basically just filtering out everything that made people love NXT and turning it into something that they didn't need to. So I'm out. But I see that there are people out there who still enjoy what they're doing and still are into it. Good for them. But I just I'm just not watching. Um, and I just feel like a reaction like that's just because you're so down on WWE that the second you don't like something, it's I hate professional wrestling. That was a waste of my two hours. And I think I just feel like that's not fair if you enjoyed the first part of it and you just didn't like the outcome. Yeah, especially but when it, you're you're tuning into a sports entertainment show, which we know has already sucked all the professional wrestling out of the product for the last several years. 
Shawnee well, beat me. Jo- Shawnee beat me to being a dick. So kudos <laughs> to you, Shawnee. But you know what? Honestly, whatever. Like, and and here's the thing. They they own up to that, whether we like it or not. And I'm not crazy about it either. But it's it's worked out for them in a sense of you know where they are right now. Uh, and you know, it, I I found it entertaining. You know, oh my God, there's a cat head in front of Shawnee. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That cat, that cat head scared the crap out of me just popping into Chuck's camera. Um, he jumped but, up on the desk and decided he wanted know, to be on the show. Scared the crap, totally scared the crap out of me. Uh, no, but, you know, I just think it's all, it, it's very, you know, dramatized, I think is the word, just because you're, you're down on WWE. And if you're down okay. on WWE, don't watch. That's cool. Okay, yeah, and 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 that's that's kind of where it stands. On the surface, uh, yes, I enjoyed the first segment and did not enjoy the last segment. But if you want to go segment for segment, there was literally nothing else. There was even something that popped Amy uh, that I was completely like, I don't need to see this. I'm out and walked out of the room because I was like, I don't care. I don't care about Happy Corbin and his his buddy. I don't, I don't care about, you know, oh, it's going to be Jeff Hardy and Drew McIntyre against Happy Corbin. Well, that's not a match I care about. So I walked out. So I, I left. I think, uh, were the Viking Raiders on? I feel like I yeah. saw them and I don't remember. It's yeah, like they, Sonya Deville might be coming back to the ring at some point. The Viking um, Raiders fought the, 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 the two guys that used to hang out with Garza. Andrade. Yeah, Garza and uh, An- Umberto. Another, I have no interest in, in, in what's going on here. You want so Dale Gas. No, not Dale Gas to me. It was <laughs> like I said, it was it was segment after segment after segment of guys that I was like, eh, nah. Yeah, I thought you know outside of Brock Lesnar's role in SmackDown, Raw completely outshined SmackDown this week. Yeah. I thought Raw was fucking great. Well, tell I me about it. Tell whole, me what was yeah. what was cool on Raw because so, I completely like I'm tuned out, and I think I can. Yeah. I think both Eric and Shawnee are the same. We're just kind of tuned out on Raw. The whole show, uh, you know, centered around Kevin Owens lying his way into a triple threat match, uh, you know, and Seth Rollins played it out great. And I and now you got Kevin Owens, Biggie, and Seth Rollins in the triple threat. That's a great fucking match. I'm looking forward to that. But the whole segment. You know, the way Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins just there's there's multiple segments leading to Kevin Owens saying that, by the way, if I win tonight, I'm in the match. Seth Rollins like, no way. So Seth goes complain to the, the bosses and the bosses are like, but wait, that's a good idea. Wait, it might happen. <laughs> but then Kevin Owens lie turned into a truth, which then turned into him, you know, uh, weaseling his way into the match. And you know how good Kevin Owens is and honestly, how great Seth Rollins is as a heel. Sure. Everything about it was so great. Uh, so Raw as a whole, in some entertaining matches, the matches still went, obviously going to multiple commercial breaks is annoying, but you won't get away from that until they're no longer three hours. Um, outside of that, I, I thought like Becky and Liv Morgan had a great segment. Um, a lot of good matches. I thought I, w- I was in. I was in for almost every segment of Raw outside of the fact that a couple matches go long. But again, as long as they're three hours, a couple matches are going to go long. All right, that's our show, everybody. Hey, um, <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all trying to. The one time we were all being polite and seeing, like, okay, who's who wants next? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does sound like it does sound like Raw was was very entertaining. I think I saw they showed during SmackDown they showed a highlight and the way Kevin Owens 
got Seth Rollins to get uh, Big E disqualified so he'd win the match and therefore be in the triple threat was some good, like, that's some fun shit right there. I didn't, but I, I, going back, I did not, when you tell me Sami Zayn is going to fight Roman Reigns for the title, no, Sami Zayn is not going to win that match. On the surface, he's not going to win that match. But it felt like, like, that is, that is the hurricane facing the rock. You know, after winning a battle royal back in like like 2002, and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, this is going to be fun, but the hurricane doesn't stand a chance. But then Brock Lesnar inserts himself into the match by saying, hey, I'll be in your corner. And suddenly it turns into Brock Lesnar versus Eddie Guerrero from No Way Out. And I'm like, oh, oh, maybe. I mean, as somebody likes to remind us all the time, it is the season of joy and surprises and happiness maybe i'm gonna get Sami Zayn for like two weeks with the title being annoying before he gets murdered and then and then you know i open the box and there's nothing in it what's in the box broken dreams Sami Zayn's head Sami Zayn's head head. and for some reason Justin Valentine is clapping despite (laughs) the fact that he's the one who's constantly is like guy AEW is so predictable like, fucking yes roman reigns against brock lesnar yes this is like the 17th <laughs> time we've seen this match How, has it, or is it's it... good shit guys i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not even i'm not even sorry day one has a great match card we're getting new day and the usos again this time xavier and kofi I, i'm in the triple threat match with biggie kevin owens and seth rollins i'm in on that um i'm in on this version of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Listen, AEW does it too. We saw Kenny Omega and John Moxley how many fucking times? Okay, sure. like it's right. A thing. And you bitched about it the entire way. You're like right. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. It's again. a thing, right? And, and, but when I bitched about it, so I could play that role too. Because when, when I bitched about it, you guys said, "But no, it's good because it's different because of this, because of that, because of this." It's the same shit. It is fascinating. Right. Like I, right, I right. yes, yes, I do remember the seven years where I had to just watch Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, <laughs> Kenny Omega, and and John Moxley, year after year after year after year after year. It is fascinating that they can, uh, like, I, I, I ain't never gonna be mad at the Usos versus the New Day in any form oh, whatsoever, yeah. but. I'll be fascinated if they can at this point still give me something I haven't seen them do already. Right. I mean, yeah. we haven't seen it in a while, so like they could just True. do their greatest hits and, and it's still gonna be fun. Sure. That is the one advantage for me is that my memory is so awful that uh, when I do see two teams that I absolutely love, it is sort of like the first time, no matter how many times yeah. I've seen it before. <laughs> now, unfortunately, I just I think Brock Lesnar is just an awful human being, and I don't enjoy watching him, so that sort of interferes with with that particular match. But uh, the Usos and the New Day. Uh, my my confusion is what happens if there's like two injuries on this roster? What suddenly happens? You've pushed absolutely nobody except for. Roman Reigns, uh, the Usos, the New Day, and Brock Lesnar. Like, if you get two injuries out of these six, what do you do? Yeah, Royal Rumble right around the corner. All you got to do is it's- have someone win the Royal Rumble match, and their their build begins. You know what I mean? That's and then, the one. You're on the long wait for these guys to come back, and then we're going to watch Roman Reigns. Yeah. And- well, that, that's the <laughs> one bright year. side of, of a. <laughs> 
that's the one bright side of having the Royal Rumble concept is, you know, a- anything else you think, like, how do you build this person? How do you build that person? How do you do this? How do you do that? All you got to do is win the Royal Rumble. And boom, that's the start of your build. If they choose, they want to go in a different direction. If they're forced to go in a different direction, have them win the Royal Rumble. And, you know, there's the start of a build, right? Right. There. So that's an advantage they have in the Royal Rumble concept. And with that being right around the corner, if that were to happen, then just choose someone to win a Royal Rumble and call it that. Why, yeah, why, I, are you, uh, I guess, are you so excited for this pro- product, Justin, that like if they are performing in empty arenas, you're still like, hey, they make billions of dollars and I love watching this? I because you keep saying the position they put themselves in, but they're like, the ratings are dwindling. Their live attendance is dwindling. They have a lot of money. I don't give a fuck how much money they have. That doesn't right. provide me any joy as a viewer. Um, they, like, I mean, listen, the shows that matter, like look at Survivor Series. They sold out Barclays Center, right? Like, no, they so, like, kind of sold out Barclays Center. And, <laughs> they papered Barclays Center and said it was a sellout, but it was, yeah, it was a full crowd. And, you know, the thing is, is I'm enjoying the product that's still there. Like, yes, there's all the bullshit that we've complained about and rightfully so. And, you know, we, we can go over that with the releases and, you know, the decisions they made and whatever the hell NXT and all that bullshit. Um, but at the same time, look, Roman Reigns is a badass. Drew McIntyre is great. The New Day is great. The Usos are great. Sami Zayn's entertaining. This new Brock Lesnar is fucking entertaining and people are into it. Even if you're not, people are into it. Mm-hmm. Their women's division is still fucking stellar. Like there's still shit to be entertained by Randy Orton and Riddle, RK bro, anything Randy Orton does I'm into RK bro. As much as I can't stand Riddle is entertaining. They still have AJ styles on the roster. There's still a, a number of good things on there. The street profits are entertaining. I can still give you a long list of entertaining shit. You can hate the company all you want. You can't stand Vince McMahon. I can't either, right? The writing doesn't make sense. I hate that there's two different rosters. The ratings aren't as great because AEW is a thing. Like that's it. And that was going to happen no matter what, no matter what AEW looked like. The fact that there is another formidable wrestling company, there is going to be enough of the wrestling audience that's going to choose. And that's automatically going to have the ratings start to go down compared to when WWE was the only legitimate thing around right so that's the thing and, and that's not to take away from why ratings have gone down they have cut a lot of guys that turn a lot of people off that's fine but you know i'm not choosing wwe over aew you keep you keep for me bringing up like aew and what i would say about aew i love both i'm enjoying both and i'm just telling you that i'm going to say the same thing about wwe as if it happened on AEW. And I'm going to say the same thing about AEW as if it happened on WWE. I'm Except for WWE, to... AEW gets criticized for being predictable and WWE does not. Where, no, that's not, no. You're I very, very excited for Roman Reigns. Oh, because this is a different Brock Lesnar because he has a, yeah, it's, he's got it's a, on the a top knot now. He's, yeah, it's all <laughs> on the writing. Guy. It's a whole dip. It's a Brock Lesnar that actually talks that does not have Paul Heyman. It's Roman Reigns that has Paul Heyman. Listen, I, I agree. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar has happened too many times. The match itself has happened too many times. This story is different compared to what we've seen in the past. The story of the past Roman versus Brock has been Paul Heyman carrying that story. This story is being carried by Roman and Brock themselves. The match itself will be whatever it is. I'm not in, in, I'm not excited about seeing those two in the ring again, thinking it's going to be the match of the year or any bullshit like that. 
the story itself is different. The story itself is entertaining. Brock Lesnar is showing a personality we've never seen in WWE, at least. And I'm into that. I'm into the story around it. The match itself will be whatever the fuck it is. I am looking forward to whatever result happens of this and both of them moving on to something else. But the story itself is different, and I'm into that. I think that's very fair. I appreciate the fact that Brock Lesnar's personality is different in that he seemingly has one now. So, I mean, right. way to go, Brock. <laughs> I Honestly, mean, that's, 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 I that's huge. That's yeah. great. Good. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, OK, once again, I am a lapsed WWE watcher um, and I have stopped watching. I can't even remember how long ago, but like I, I will, based on this conversation, go back and and listen to that promo at least and just kind of, you know, see see what the haps are, uh, because I mean, you want to know the, the thing that really kind of rubs me the wrong way about WWE? It has nothing to do with the backstage bullshit or anything in the sheets. It's they still have this idea and this mindset that you have to base a company around one person. I, I think that's just and I think we may have touched on this before on the show, but I think that's that's a very outdated way of thinking, you know, I, I like the way, obviously there are certain like higher profile star folks over at AEW, but it feels like more of an ensemble cast. And there's just, I don't know, it's just presented differently as far as their stars go. Like they do obviously have their legitimate stars, but you know, any given episode isn't necessarily built around the same person. If, if, if you know, if, if you can kind of understand what I'm getting at, um, I, I personally wish WWE would, would get more to the ensemble cast thing because everybody has different tastes, you know, some people, I mean, obviously Roman Reigns is on fire right now with the, well, is, do they, does he still call himself the tribal chief or is he, okay. I didn't know the head of the table. It's like a. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if he, because uh, I've been seeing the whole acknowledge me type. You yeah, know, that's hashtags. part of it. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if that was like a new yeah, like part of wrinkle to it. Yeah, it's a wrinkle to it, but it's still head of the table, travel chief. It's Got it. Adding to the many, many titles we give yes. to you. Exactly. There yeah. you go. Exactly. So right. Yeah. I am the Roman Reigns of this podcast, is what you're saying. I am. There a, you go. I am a gorgeous wow. Samoan man. <laughs> Award-winning Samoan man. Award-winning <laughs> Samoan man, Erica Thanis. Yeah, and and award-winning white woman. Like. And award-winning white woman. Somehow you've pulled off both of those titles. I'm I am that uh, versatile. Um, but I, like it's just something I wish WWE would get away from because I feel like it would also give their talent breaks, if that makes sense, and and maybe yeah. like I guess share the pressure a bit. And, and, and once again, you could appeal to, I feel like more people because, you know, everyone's got different tastes, man. You know, I mean, Roman Reigns is obviously Roman Reigns, but like, like Sami Zayn, while annoying, still intrigued. Like, like, I don't know. It just, I, yeah. I just think it's very antiquated. This idea. Yeah. I love an, ens- I love an ensemble. Okay. Yeah. Forgive me. You know, I love, I love ensemble casts from like, 90s sitcoms like news radio remember news radio that was a bitchin' cast like i don't know and there was no necessarily like i i just that that's just how i feel at least i wish they would get away from that if they would get away from that i feel like i'd be i might be more inclined to return 
on a regular basis. That won't happen until the rosters go away. That's what AEW has over WWE is the fact that it's everybody on both shows. It's not like Dynamite has a roster and another right. show has a roster. Uh, when you have two separate rosters, they, they're going to want each show to have a top name, a top face. And that, of course, is splitting the brand and limiting your options of who that is. And obviously the options in WWE already limited from the cuts they made over the last you know, year or so. So, I mean, that's, that's a huge deal. But that's what AEW has over them is, you know, anyone could show up on either show. And that's why I, I'm begging for WWE to go back to one roster for both shows. You really don't need, no one cares about Raw versus SmackDown anymore. You guys don't even like the writers and WWE themselves don't even care about Raw versus SmackDown anymore. So can we just cut that and have people show up on either show? That would make the show a hell of a lot more intriguing by, I don't know who's going to be on Raw tonight. It might be Roman Reigns. They might focus on the Roman Reigns story, or they might focus on Big E's story. It might be Randy Orton, or it might be Drew McIntyre. Becky Lynch, is shut, like you don't know who's going to show up. It might might be Austin Theory with an egg. Right. You know um, what I mean? Uh, who knows? Unrelated note, I'd like to apologize for that popping noise that probably <laughs> was picked up. That was me opening up a, a bottle of wine to pour myself another glass of wine. Um, <laughs> while I have the We've the, driven the Erica to drinking. <laughs> Stop. While I have the floor, though. Hey, Cody was on fire. How about That's that? That's true. That's very true. Yeah. No, I uh, I ain't seen a flaming table spot in a while, much less on television. <laughs> like yeah. six thousand people in the crowd holding up signs. We are not. Uh, we are not cheering because your wrestling is on fire. We are <laughs> cheering because you are literally burning. Because you're literally on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that was uh i mean i mean to 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 use the the metaphor uh, aew dynamite was on fire man like that was cool uh my my memory escapes me but i know there was oh freaking ruby riot and uh chris statlander like hot damn that's that's a match i'm here for i'm fans of both of them and even though they wrestled a very s- deliberately slower style against each other, but it made everything crisper. Like yeah, it sure. made sure that all the moves hit the way they were supposed to. It reminded me of once again, going back to like 99, 2000, I remember like Rob Van Dam and Chris Jericho having a match at a King of the ring and going like, Oh, it's going to be a banger. And then realizing they're moving really slowly. What is this? And it was, because you know that's okay we want to make sure everything is pinpoint accuracy yeah i want to make sure rob van dam doesn't knock any of my teeth out yeah no i mean that was you know that flaming table spot i mean like you said especially on tv it's like holy hell um clearly they didn't rehearse it but that's that's another story <laughs> jesus hey, christ uh, that is i know it's plan. I know it's five in the afternoon and we still got a couple more hours until tv you want to practice the spot where we yeah put the table quick. on fire and then just like Go no, through. I yeah. just want to see how Let it me goes. take my suit coat off and we'll see what's going on. All right. Let's do that. Nah, we'll what could go wrong? We're just going to exploding barbed wire death match this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one that turned right. out okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. I will say yeah. the, uh, you know, when Cody, Cody clearly had some sort of like gel or some sort of topical thing or film on his back right. while he was wrestling because. 
all I could see, like, it looked like he had like a bad sunburn. His skin looked like it was flaking and peeling. And it was really fun to see the discourse on, on wrestling Twitter going, what the hell's up with Cody's back? It looks disgusting. And then, <laughs> <laughs> or like, that looks nasty. You, you, you need to, you need to use a loofah, damn it. To get rid of that nasty ass skin. And then once the, uh, once Brandy showed up with the lighter fluid, we went, right. oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's why his back looked disgusting. Um, but either way, like, okay, he's he's trying. He's trying to get over. And yeah. uh, even in, in Atlanta, his hometown, mixed re- mixed reactions. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. And it's a little like this. This spot was cool. Definitely like unpredictable that they would go that route, especially with Cody and Andrade and you know, so on. It's like, okay, cool. Like, like you said, a flaming table spot. Every wrestling fan's gonna be like, oh shit. They definitely need to fucking learn how to clean that, you know, these big moments up though, right? Rehearse this shit, make it look good. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, as, as cool as the spot is, and it's gonna be over no matter, they could have missed the table unless they, unless they missed the table altogether. <laughs> the like, crowd would have went wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Cody <laughs> missed that table. <laughs> <laughs> unless unless they miss that table like a flaming table spot if it's not overdone at all obviously unless you miss the table it's gonna be over but man you gotta rehearse these big spots that they try to do and make sure that you it looks good it's executed well cody having that shit all over his back like you could see it clear and then you have taz and them calling it out like on 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 tv what is that on his back? Do they not know? <laughs> or are they like, are they not in the loop? Or are they trying to? I miss, would have to imagine. No, I would have to imagine A, they are not in the loop, and B, that part of the joy of that show is letting the guys on commentary just be professional, do their thing. And it's like not sometimes, even be professional. sometimes it's not professional. Yeah. And that's what's great about it. Yeah, yeah. Just is, let Taz be an asshole. Right? <laughs> like honestly, I wouldn't go as far to say that like announcer for announcer AEW is better than WWE, but the style, I love that they literally let them just call what you see. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, don't it's, worry yeah, it, about it's like don't Pat McAfee's this, like a 12, that. I have to say. Like, yeah, like I, th- I, I think there are a number of eights and nines in AEW, maybe sevens sure. and eights and nines, but man, Pat McAfee's 12. Like, there's nobody great. like him. Yeah. It's it's unfortunate yeah. that, I mean, I would have been so happy if he would have been in like 2017, 2018, 2019 when I was like sure. most invested yeah. in the product because he is yeah. so, so good. So yeah. he is. But I love the style in AEW. Like, they, like you could tell, even when little things go wrong, something's different that normally announcers don't point out. They do, and you know they're literally they're obviously told. I hope so. I hope they're not just fucking doing this. They're told just call what you see. Like, don't worry about. Oh, don't say this. Don't give this away. Don't you know the stuff on Cody's back? Just act like it's not there because it's for the flaming table spot. Like, no, Taz is like, what's going on with his back? Like, <laughs> because. Obviously, everyone that's watching TV is thinking the same fucking thing. So yeah. we might as well call it out. So I, appre- I, I I love and appreciate that. But for big spots like that, even though it didn't necessarily give it away, at least from what I saw, it's not like anyone saw yeah, like, well, oh, this. We don't have another example of like, guy that, that guy's got shit all over his back. I wonder, <laughs> what, oh, flaming table spot. Like it just, right, it, right. It's the first time in, in memory that you could look at somebody and be like, 
what's going on there? Although yeah, in, right. in pure Cody fashion, he blew it for everybody now, right? Like the next time yeah. you see the, uh, yeah. The, the and it's like, it honestly, it, and it's little things like Cody just come out wearing a shirt. Right. 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 That's, and what then, I'm like, that's all, that's all it needs to happen. Yeah. Wear a shirt. Kayfabe motherfucker. Right. Yeah, right. Like constantly just, defending you as do. being a county royalty and you just fucking expose the yeah. table spot business. Right. So it's like as cool as the moment is because it's a flaming table spot. It was another big spot that AEW is like, man, just rehearse this shit. What are you doing? Like make it like the same thing with Jericho's fall, like camera angles. Yeah. Why, why, why are we zooming in on that? The, obviously the exploding, you know, shit was, was what it was too. So it's like, you know, I feel like the shit. I feel like in every one of those examples, though, and like I hate I there's a part of me that absolutely hates that every week this discussion is literally AEW versus WWE. But I feel like I keep saying when this shit happens, it's because one company is trying to give me something they're fairly certain I have asked for. And the other company finds out what I ask for so they can make sure they do not give it to me. Like they've just been failing upwards. Well, yeah. And I think what plays a role in that too, which, you know, isn't the route WWE should be going is, and we've talked about it, you know, AEW doesn't really create a lot of heat. They just want to get people what they're asking for. Let's give them a crazy flaming table spot. Let's right. make their favorites champion. They're organically creating heat by putting Cody in as, on the main event. Yeah, Cody's the first, <laughs> Honestly, yeah, Cody's the first example of any type of legitimate heat, you know, if they continue to try to push them. Uh, but I think because you have a company that is literally giving you everything that wrestling fans want to see at every point of their show, uh, you know, WWE probably feels like, you know, part of wrestling is you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you're going to like what you see. Sometimes you don't. And sometimes since we you're have... going to get a steaming turd. Sometimes you're going to get a steaming turd. Sometimes you're going to yeah. get a steaming turd. And then once in a great, <laughs> great, great while, we'll give you something cool accidentally. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I no, mean, it, I still it's am not burnt I'm still not burnt out on AEW giving me good professional wrestling during their professional wrestling shows, but um, I, I mean, you know, there definitely can be a point, you know, I, it's, it's, it's interesting because I always look at it as such a, it's, it's an art form with a limited palette. So really it's shocking that week to week, the, the entire thing, the entire machine of professional wrestling is able to entertain week after week. Right. Like, cause it's not a whole lot of moving parts. It's like, it's a lot of like, okay, how do you do the stuff we've seen before in an interesting way? Right. And for whatever reason, man, WWE has just decided we're just not even going to make it interesting. And I, I get that they made these huge TV deals, but it's like the next deals are going to be so fascinating because I don't know who like they have to pr produce an audience. I, I don't know that Fox is going to care if they put, you know, like, hey, we have live entertainment that the dwindling masses are no longer interested in seeing I live. <laughs> I don't think that's a worry. Um, there, like I said earlier, there is a long list of, of things that are still entertaining in WWE. And as much as us four are very, but, no, know, but I'm talking about the ratings, the numbers, the metrics, right? Yeah. But you know, the thing is too, is, you know, us as, you know, podcasting and, you know, longtime wrestling fans, we're looking deep into the storylines of it.
it and the this, that, and the others of it, where a, a majority of, you know, a lot, I'll say a lot of wrestling fans, a lot of the wrestling universe out there right now takes it for what it is. You know what I mean? You got my favorite superstar. I just want to see my fucking favorite superstar. I just want to see my favorite superstar as champion. As long as the new day is there, I'm fucking happy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I love Roman Reigns and I feel like there's, there's enough of those to keep WWE okay for now. Obviously, WWE needs to get better 100%, but I don't think it's a point where, you know, WWE is going to lose any major TV deal like they have with Fox or anything like that. I don't think it's to that extent because there is enough fans who just want to see the New Day live and just want to see Roman Reigns wrestle and just wants to see Becky Lynch that that's fine. We could, we could dive and dig into all the details of it. And it's hundred percent valid what we're saying and complain about, but you know what I mean? Like there's still, you know, they're still out there on Fox. There's still, there's still going to be two nights of WrestleMania. And I promise you, there's going to be plenty of people at those two nights of WrestleMania in April in Dallas. You know what I mean? Like it's still like that kind of shit is still going to get over with a lot of the wrestling fans. Cause they just, they just want to see their favorite wrestlers. You know what I mean? It's, like That's it. It's a fascinating business model to a decide, okay, well, if the other guys are going to give you what you want all the time, then we're just not. Um, but also to, to look at it in the same way you're looking at, which I think is completely valid. I, you know, not trying to be like a dick about it or anything, but I think it's fascinating to look at it as well. If you've been a consumer of our product long enough that you no longer like it, then we don't care because we have a revolving door of young people that will continue to come in and be impressed by our production value uh, and, and, and come to professional wrestling because we can put on a giant screen and cool music and pyro and neat stages um, and they'll find their favorite superstars in what we have left. Right. This, well, I guess long is, after you're gone. I, but this is, I guess, where my concern is, is that that's theoretical right now because we're at a generation where we're not sure and the numbers aren't proving that out. They're, you know, they're, 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 they're staging arenas in such a way that smaller and smaller crowds are looking like big crowds. Um, I don't, you know, like it's this weird gamble they're taking and I'm wondering if, if it's going to play out now, maybe it will. Now let's, let me go. I'm going to go a little side um, sideways, go on a tangent here. Um, what I read uh, an article I read in recently, I thought was very interesting. It sounds like, you know, because we, they've been blowing out all these pro wrestling, they brought in all the pro wrestlers that we wanted to see and then blew them all out. And we're like, well, what is this business model? It appears to me that they've now shown what their business model is. And what they're doing is that now that um, college players are essentially allowed to make money on the side is they've now created these pipelines and they're, they're trying to get pipelines in every major sport in all of the major schools. And this is where they're going to start bringing their talent in. Um, this is, this is, uh, it's bold. It makes sense to me in terms of they want to get people who are trained in the WWE way, right? Like NXT is no longer the NXT we want because that was people coming into the, it was like the training system was training them to be professional wrestlers and Vince McMahon wants them to be sports entertainers. And so it sounds like now what they're going to do is they're going to find people who, you know, the best football players who aren't going to make it in the NFL, and who are going to go into WWE, the best um, uh, wrestlers, you know, I, I assume they're going to go through all the, the, the sports that have big 
meaty men that turned Vince McMahon on. Um, Don't forget about those meaty ladies. He likes the meaty ladies. Fair, fair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to say meaty ladies. That's just funny. (laughs) <laughs> Justin, you're most tuned into sports by you know a, by a, a country mile on this show. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think this is this makes? Uh, to me, it makes a lot of sense in terms of the oh aha, this is what their big plan is. Do you think right. it makes sense in terms of is this a way that's going to create the the revolving door of young people that are going to want to watch the show? Who I'm still contending aren't there because they haven't yet fully refilled the stadiums or the, right. the you know the audience pool. Yeah, the uh, I don't think it's going to work the way they think it is. I think it can work to an extent. Uh, there's a lot that goes to you know whether you whether you look at it as a professional wrestling company or sports entertainment. There's a lot that goes into what they do, and not just any athlete can do it, right? I've said that a lot about any athlete, celebrity, whatever that they brought in for a storyline. Nine and a half times out of ten, it does not work out. Every now and then, you get a Pat McAfee that works out, great, right? But or a bad bunny. Right. Bad Bunny works out. Great. Shaq did okay. Great. Shaq went, Shaq's big ass went through a table, buddy. He actually executed. (laughs) (laughs) He actually made a big spot work. Maybe the only big spot in Yeah, I was going to say the only big spot. (laughs) (laughs) Shaq going through the table. That's why they didn't invite Um, him back. Yeah, right. We we don't do that here, sir. Exposing the business. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I don't think it works though to that extent. Not one bit. Um, I get the idea. Athletes are athletes and you know, that's fine. And the look can be there, but there's a lot that goes into it when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to selling both, I'm not even just talking promo work, but even selling during matches, during spots, during all of that stuff that not any athlete, because in the end it's still not fake scripted and that is you know a big role to it right it isn't just performing the moves it's knowing what's coming next making it look legit making people feel it while you're doing it and that's not something that just any athlete i don't care how big you are i don't care what your look is i don't care how great you did in college whatever college sport you played that's not something that just anybody can do right and as good as bad bunny was they let damian priest run like lead the way in that and bad bunny succeeded because he was able to you know just do his athletic moves that he is physically able to do while damian priest miz and john morrison carried that spot right pat mcafee is just unique in his own right i've never like as athletic as that dude is charismatic as he is all that you're not going to get a lot of pat mcafee's though that's just not realistic so this doesn't work to the extent that you know some people might think it could do you think they're going to get more? I'm sorry, Erica, you've been wanting to talk for like five minutes. Um, do you think they're going to get more Brock Lesnar's than they are, say, uh, Baron Corbin's? Like more guys that can carry more of a part time wrestling role than a, yeah, I'm going to be here every week for the next seven years? I mean, I think you'll probably, that if you're thinking realistically, that's probably what you will get. That's not what you want. No, obviously. You want more Baron Corbin's for sure. But, um, which I don't never thought I would say that. There's a sentence. Yeah, there's a sentence that anybody ever thought they'd hear. (laughs) That's definitely a show title possibility. You want more Baron Corbin's for sure. (laughs) 
I'm uh, sorry, Erica. Go ahead. Erica, yes, please go ahead. That's fine. Well, um, Shawnee, what you're referring to, which yeah, I saw this story this week, or at least the press release um, from the WWE about the nil program. And, you know, it's I'm torn about it because, it, you know, it does logically make sense. You know, especially when you look at um, I feel like somebody who didn't necessarily it wasn't necessarily a nil program person, but has definitely turned out well. Uh, Bianca Belair, sure. um, outstanding collegiate athlete. Um, it, it's just strength for days, charisma for days. And and just I mean, who who really what can what idiots going to, is going to come on here or just like, how can you hate her? Like she's so, she's just so good and so talented. Yes. And I feel like they're hoping that with this program, they're going to find all the Bianca Belairs and all right. the Brock Lesnar's and they're just going to, they're going to have them all. And they're, and like, and you know, that that's cool as far as like looking for your talent, but it seems like that they're then going to train these like non-indie people um, like specific, like in very specific ways. And it's going to lead to just kind of like a lot of this, like a lot of wrestlers just being the same. And I don't think that's good for business. I don't think that's good for a roster. I think in, in well, I mean, all they have to do is get fed to Roman and Brock, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for the next few years, at least it's, I don't, yeah, it's weird. You know, what I, could be, being, you know, it's, I am being negative. I apologize. It's, you know, it's like, I'm like, it's an interesting idea. I'm going to be fascinated to see how it kind of plays out because really the first uh, nil deal that uh, WWE has kind of put forth was with Gable Stevenson uh, who competed in the Tokyo Olympics and, and, and like, that's going to be kind of like their first test. And I feel like, wasn't he drafted to raw or yes. something yeah. when so, they did the yeah. draft they announced he was going to be on raw and we all yeah, like who exactly like it's just it's um it's still very new it's probably going to take a couple of years to really kind of see what exactly comes of this but to me this seems like the new kind of like a new nxt in a way like we're going to get these athletes and then we're going to feed them into NXT 2.0. And that's how we're going to develop these, these personalities, these talents. But what I, I think what made NXT so unique is the fact that you're picking various people from the indies and other places that have, like you have a, just a diverse set of characters of, of um, just wrestling styles and like, I like when like different wrestling styles meet in the ring and it, it kind of makes for just like an interesting match. I don't necessarily like seeing all the time, like, you know, flippy dude versus flippy dude or, you know, big meaty men slapping meat versus big meaty men slapping meat. Right. You know, it, it like I'd like to, you know, I mean, even though both of those very entertaining, but like it's fun to kind of mix shit up. I just feel like it's just going to be a very homogenous it, it's 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 just not going to provide for a really unique variety that I think is what makes like a wrestling card fun, you know, because like one match could be just insane spot monkey bonanza and the other could be just like a mat based, like just traditional wrestling, like very kind of like British strong style shit. Like, right. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to keep an eye on it. That's for damn sure. It's certainly interesting. It's certainly one of the most interesting things WWE has done business-wise as of late that I went, 
huh, okay, I I will keep my eye on this. You know, you brought up like a Bianca Belair too. Like, as long as WWE has superstars like her, they're they're not going anywhere, right? Week right. to week, Raws and SmackDowns, they may not sell out, right? But as long as they got enough, and even the 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 monthly pay per views may not always sell out, right? But as long as they got the Roman Reigns and like the the stars that they have for a Royal Rumble, a WrestleMania, a SummerSlam to headline those shows, people are going to go, right? I agree. But I think for the health of the wrestlers, like there should maybe be like a core of like three to five top guys, if you will. If anything, just for the safety of like, you know, injuries happen, you know, just, I mean, because you you don't know. Think like right. like we don't like remember that time when Seth Rollins had at that house show had that like weird like knee injury where like they, you know they were trying or to like do it yeah exactly yep. so like it just like because shit happens so yeah, like yeah. the other why- thing you do run the risk of and, and maybe this is this is an outside possibility but just looking at the the closed system that they're creating it's a very closed system. You know, what if one, you know you have a, a limited number of top stars? What if it, at some point something goes awry? This is absolutely speculation. I'm not speculation, but hypothetical, absolute hypothetical. Yeah. They don't like uh, Rollins doesn't like the way that Becky Lynch is being promoted. And one day he says, you know what? Fuck it. And he just blows up. He, he exposes everything. If you have just a few big stars and one of them finally says, fuck it and exposes everything, you could get the company canceled. Uh, it's technically possible, right? And I guess what you're hoping is that you're just pushing a few people and they're all going to be good soldiers, but you still have to keep these individuals happy. And when you only have a few voices, it only takes one to finally say, you know what? You know, no, that's, it's, you know, and that's, that's the other, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't traditionally like closed systems. I like more decentralization. I guess I'm a a libertarian in that way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> WWE is, is is riding a fine line right now, where they are one ugly move away from being in like major trouble, right? Whether it's one of their few stars they have left getting hurt, one of their few stars they have left being unhappy and walking, um, or like you said, with all the bullshit that has happened with the releases, if there is something weird going on behind the scenes that comes out. You know what I mean? Like they are one one move away from it being very, very, very ugly for them. That is no doubt true. But for where they are right now, without any of that happening and without speculating that any of that is going to happen, you know, they got it may be just enough after everything, right. but they have just enough that they're still going to be on TV weekly for years and years and years. WrestleMania, I will say I am very interested and worried about how the hell they're going to fill two nights of WrestleMania, but WrestleMania will still be a thing for years. You know what I mean? Like they still have just enough and, you know, we'll see, you know, where that goes. I also wonder if, and this is thinking years and years and years and years and years down the line, uh, maybe not years that maybe not that many years, but years down the line, how long before, you know what, because of how, how much more camaraderie and parody there is in the wrestling world as a whole compared to the last time we had a formidable second option in WCW. How long before they just, they use 
this forbidden door bullshit years and years and years down the line, well after Vince McMahon, to make both products, you know, be what it is, right? Rather than the old school, because listen, I don't think the WWE versus AEW thing is ever going to turn into what WWF and WCW turned into, which was someone's going out of business, right? Right. I don't think right, I don't yeah. think we ever get to that point. How no, long before? No, no. How long before there is some form of, and I don't know fully what it looks like, some form of working relationship between the two, right? I mean, and it's it's going to be Vince McMahon's going to have to die. Yeah. Vince McMahon's going to have to die. I'm and sorry. Like I said, that's what it is. That's, that's the, the unfortunate thing really about think- doing the podcast is so much of everything hinges on we have to wait for this one man to die, which is like the most yes. fucking vulturous. It's right, so ugly, morbid. <laughs> it's ugly, so like- awful to think <laughs> and say these things, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's kind of awful. Know? He's done a lot of awful things while he's alive. So it's like you got shit in one hand and poop in the other. It's like, oh, right. Oh, yeah, he's pushing is... 80 guys. So like I said, years down the line. Um, but that's why I say years down the line. Like how long? Because of the relationships all these wrestlers have. Right. Oh, sure. And the connections they have between each other. Right. And once that happens, if WWE still has just enough to put on a WrestleMania and to still do weekly shows and then that option becomes a thing. Well, but the, this is where the problem of the, the path that they're on becomes like, you then have to broker a deal where literally no one will understand how to do a pile driver, right? Like if you've only brought in people from, co- no, I'm, I'm being serious, Erica. If you're bringing all people in from college sports and teaching right. them only the WWE way, they will be, it, actually it's a great way for WWE to make sure no one ever jumps ship because they're not going to be competent to perform on any other stage in professional wrestling. They will only be sports entertainers. They are, they are essentially branded as only WWE feasible because they're only going to be taught those things. Well, you also got to remember too, and I know none of us was a fan of this in the room, so I'm not um, accusing anyone of being a fan of it, but AEW was also guilty of of the America's top team bullshit that we saw full gear. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, Which was sure. ugly. Yeah. Which was I mean, ugly. I hope that's done. Like, I, I don't think well, they had a whole promo saying we're not done. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> At least if it's, if it's like, don't have it headline any show anymore. Like, it should just, it should just shouldn't happen. I know. I totally agree. But like, if it has to happen for God knows what reason, like, don't have it main event. Please, please, nope. Like, I don't, I would love to know who watching is like, yeah, I'm here for this. And, and yeah, I, right. then, then, then I ask, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Why? Yeah, I mean, it's the common mindset. And I get, I, I won't say I get, but I know why they're doing it in the sense of crossover to get more promotion and so on and blah, 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 whatever. No wrestling fan wants to see this. Wrestling fans want to see wrestlers wrestle. Yes. Period. Right. I do not want to see someone who has never trained to wrestle, who has never been in a wrestling company, try to come out and sell a pay-per-view match and then put on a pay-per-view match. I do not want to see it in either company. I don't care who you put them in the ring with. Does not matter. It's even worse when you put it on a Jericho that can barely move. No. Well, but at the same time, like we were just talking about a half hour ago about 
WWE is not providing the product that I want to see, uh, but maybe they're providing a product for new fans that they hope are cycling in. Maybe the four people that are in this conversation are the ones that don't want to see professional athletes or musicians or anything in there. Yeah. Maybe there is a segment of the audience that we don't understand that it's like America's top team is on AEW. Oh my God. I got to see that shit. Right. I don't think you that know, ever really happens. Right. Because if you're an MMA fan, you're going to have like sort of the Joe Rogan view of professional wrestling, which he's, he, he took him a really, 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 really long time to finally say, Oh, these guys actually work their asses off right. after just shitting on them forever. Right. And I would think that most MMA fans are like, yeah, I, I love watching these guys knock each other out. I don't want to see them not knock each other out, pretend right. knock each other out. Like it's it, the MMA thing is the weirdest one of all to me. Sure. Because it's such a, like, you know, it's like Mike Tyson, right? An aging Mike Tyson. Like, yeah, like go on YouTube and watch him just knock bitches out, you know, year after year after year in the early 90s. But like to bring him in to pretend knock people out always as a fan of both of them, uh, both combat sports uh, at one point in my life and professional wrestling. Now, I don't ever think to myself, boy, let's put the two together because right. K-Fame right. is no longer right. real, right? Like, <laughs> Um, so, you know, uh, you know, unless you're going to have Brock Lesnar, you know, literally arm bar the hell out of somebody, you know, it's, it's but, uh, you know, may, maybe, maybe what it is. And based on the, based on the audience numbers of this show, traditionally, maybe the four of us don't know what anyone likes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, uh, I you know, Chuck, you mentioned it. When you watch WWE, the product, right, and you watch AEW, there is no doubt they are talking to two different people. They are. Right. Yeah, I, it's like, certainly. As the if, four anything, of us, if anything, this last week watching two different products has definitely cemented that that yes, as fact. They are they are one hundred percent as four people who have watched wrestling for a very long time have covered it, podcasting about it, and so on. They are talking to two different people. Yeah. And it is it is a thing like myself to genuinely enjoy both and certain things of both. But if if you're not the type of person WWE is talking to one bit, you're gonna hate what they're doing. And those right. people exist just like Chuck, just like Erica, just like Shawnee, right? And if you absolutely hate the type, if you're not the type of person AEW is trying to talk to, which is more of the hardcore professional wrestling, deep cut professional wrestling fan, you're not going to enjoy AEW, right? I'm the type, I got a little bit of both, right? I, I am a sucker for the production of WWE. WWE is easier on the eyes, right? Like, it's not the wrestling style. It's not a knock on the athletes in AEW, but AEW sometimes is tough to watch just for the sake of the, the camera work and the, the cuts and so on. Like sometimes it is tough to watch compared to WWE is a lot more easier on the eyes. The production works better. The storytelling can be a little more better and so on because it's sports entertainment, but the, obviously the professional wrestling is in AEW, the deep cut professional wrestling is in AEW. And I think that's where I personally, I have the hardest time is because the production the slickness the flash is what i like about the wwe i yes. like the cool songs and i like the entrance videos and a little bit yes. of pyro and a little bit of theater i like that part of it but even that part 
has been over the last couple of years like has had all the all the fun taken out of it it used to they used to film things specifically for background videos that they would come out to and now they just go into photoshop and put somebody's name in a different font and move it around a little bit and call it an entrance video and yeah. like the fuck or the fact you know i didn't i didn't i don't think i brought this up they finally changed Sami Zayn's music Oh. as of as of this last year and like yeah it's been a little weird for becky lynch and Sami Zayn to come out to very fun sing-along music while we're supposed to hate them but it feels like you finally got around to changing it because you don't want to pay the guys from like two groups ago that made it right yeah and i think you know we talked about that the production has gone down the stage sets aren't there like it used to be and you know so much of that but even just the basic look of raw in smackdown during the i match. like the staging i agree with you there but like I, man i think i find the the augmented reality to be grotesque and unfortunate i, th I find the the camera work during the matches where the the camera people are doing the calisthenics that i've been mocking for years and years I, that that has never grown on me i guess do you, you people enjoy that? that I think weird... with the camera work, the one thing I'll say about the camera work in WWE that AEW still hasn't learned is, at least for me personally, is AEW gets way too deep inside the ring. Okay. Right. Where you can see, and I think sometimes, and, you know, I, I make the comment about the young bucks making wrestling look fake, right? Mm -hmm. You get too deep inside the ring where you can see them and watch them set up each move where WWE's camera work is far enough from the ring. You're not obviously far away, but it's not up in their business where you can watch and almost hear them setting up each move like you can in AEW. And that does take away from it. Hmm. Now, see, I, whenever I see a heel in WWE, like <laughs> saying things <laughs> or when they, they always look at the ref. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. I can, you know, you can see him looking at the ref for the three cut one, two, like, wow. Yeah. How, what is going on that you can't count to three or feel the mat being <laughs> yeah, hit? Right. Like you have to stare yeah. directly at so that, you know, come on, Baron Corbin. It's three. <laughs> it's always three. Pop up at two. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> I know you get that, of course, in AEW as well, but man, in WWE, I just thought like, you I, just I, catch I, it more in AEW though always, for me because yeah. You're, no, you're right. right. No, the, the camera, camera they have right not gotten that, that part of the production right. I just, I think the thing that blows my mind about WWE is how, like, they, it's almost as though they went so, like, they got too good. And, and Vince McMahon was like, no, you're never perfect. So we're going to, we're going to take what's good and we're going to just keep going and breaking it more and more and more and more. And I now mean, we have this big augmented, you know, that, that weird CGI Becky Lynch before she comes out. I'm like, what is going on? This is, yeah. this is horrendous. Who is <laughs> doing this? The weird photoshops. Um, but no, I, the pageantry, you're right. Like it's, it is a beautiful, but then, then they took, NXT and they they sprayed it with color. Is, well, right. like I said, well, I, I'm turned off NXT. I won't. I'm, I won't watch. Yeah, NXT. and and I I was hoping we could get around to it because War Games was last night and I did watch it, but um, I think to as to what we were talking about earlier about them the kind of um that how NXT used to be a whole bunch of indie wrestlers of different styles all coming together and, and going against each other. And now they're definitely going more towards a line of like, no, we want, we want new guys that are our guys. Um, and, and that was, 
definitely on display last night. I'd say the most unfortunate thing about it is that the finishes to both War Games matches were very NXT 2.0 finishes and that you've got a lot of talent in that ring, but make sure the new guy gets the pinfall. Yep. Make sure the new guy looks strong. Make sure Braun Breaker is the one to win this match. Uh, and even there's there's a there's a 21-year-old in the women's war game match called Cora Jade. She comes out on a skateboard uh, and, and like, uh, Amy walked in the room and looked and was like, who is that child getting beat to hell by uh, um, Toxic Attraction? Say, oh, that's Darby Allen. <laughs> no, no I, Darby. I, right. Um, the war games matches were serviceable, but you didn't see anything out of control like you've seen in previous war games matches. And I got to give a shout out to them, really giving Johnny Gargano a Dean Ambrose style send off. Like yeah. that crowd, 500 was... bucks and say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that crowd was there for it. He came out to Rebel Heart. Um, you know, he got to do a bunch of DIY moves with uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Like last night was really a great send off all around. Like even on social media, he got to do the uh, the bit he him and Tommaso used to do with the glorious theme. Uh, and that was a, a hilarious tweet. Um, but it was it was a good send off all around. And honestly, I'm surprised that um, uh, the the cruiserweight champion, the guy who heads the diamond mind, his name escapes me. Roderick Strong. Thank you very much, Roderick Strong. I'm surprised Roderick Strong won his match because all indications were he was not going to. And I'm surprised that um, Cameron Grimes won his match. Because really, it yeah. felt like okay, new people are going to win every one of these matches. New, new I think characters. It's... I have no and it was really funny that they decided to go with War Games this year. NXT Black and Gold versus NXT 2.0 because NXT 2.0 was the fucking heels. Yeah, <laughs> people and I think... were not there for them. Right, and I think you know it's, and this is why I'm not watching. I feel like a lot of people. It's a slow death of NXT. Right. I think Cameron Grimes won his match and Roderick Strong because they don't want to just kick all of them out at once. Um, so it's slowly one at a time. Gargano's last match, and then maybe a couple months, Champa's gonna he's champion still, correct? Champa is yeah, yeah. So Champa's gonna drop the belt at you know in a couple months, and then that'll be his heel slowly. And it's it's one of those things where it goes back to you 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 fix something that was not even close to being broken. Yep. Right. Like, like it's one thing when you change things and, you know, at least half the crowd thought, you know what? Yeah, this was the time to do it. Nobody, 0% of people watching NXT thought this needs to change. Right. We need to do something different. Not even just a look. We got to get a whole new thing of superstars. We got to move on from the, nobody watching NXT said that. And you just went up and did it. Is the possible upside of this that a year or two from now, finally, people who are elevated from NXT are going to get to essentially continue their story, right? Like there will be some some Vince McMahon tweak on them, right? But, right. but like like Cameron Grimes, I feel like is probably going to continue to be a WWE guy. He seems like the prototype of what we're hearing. They want a young guy who's a character who's willing yeah. to do the job, right? Like those force entertainment, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that's, I'm, I'm not going to cast shade on that at this point. 
looking forward to like, I think my biggest problem is, is I don't understand who they're trying to appeal to. And the numbers right. diminishing shows me that they're not really yet quite whatever theory they have isn't proving out now, but I could see a time where like, if these guys get to, cont- if their story at least is referenced, right. The, the fact that they've just ignored NXT every time they bring somebody up to the big, the big, you know, has always been a problem. And that seems to be part of the reason that they made this, this big move, right. They, they make it the actual pipeline that they want it to be. Right. So will there be a smoother transition? Will there be a reward for people who watch NXT when their favorite stars are brought up to WWE? They miss, they still have to do the job. And you know what I would even say, right? Like if you were to take a- any of the people who have been elevated and Keith Lee, because I love Keith Lee, obviously no longer with the company, if you were to make him do the job, but during the time that he was doing the job for those first three months, you continued to point out, wow, this is shocking because he was so good in NXT, right? Like you're still right. You're telling there's a, a story transitionary then. story taking place, not just like, oh, we're going to give you a new name and a new costume and pretend all this stuff didn't happen because Vince McMahon wasn't sitting in gorilla for it. Like it's such a stupid fucking myopic way to do things. When you have a, a million people who are supposed to be writing stories and you have all this great wealth of talent who, you know, have been through uh, the wrestling wars and you know, and, and how it all all comes down to this one guy just doing weird one guy things. Um, maybe this actually unites the two brands somewhere down the line. I would think that at least they're, 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 they're more being prepared as Vince McMahon types right where somehow somehow it seems as though every time someone came up from from nxt vince mcmahon was like what this isn't what i wanted like (laughs) like he was shocked every time that they were the wrong you know that not not the person he was hoping would come up just such a just such a weird disconnect yeah i mean wwe you know you know we say it over and over about haha you know the horrible joke away for him to die but it's the truth like vince mcmahon is you know he, he started something great long, long time ago, right? What he doesn't realize is wrestling fans and obviously other people within the wrestling business took what he made great and expanded it to be a lot more, but yet he's still stuck on what he made, right? Yeah. And he, as long as he is in the driver's seat of WWE, that's what we're going to get, right? Um. You know, but like for me being a WWE guy, um, outside of just being a, a sucker for the the production of it and easier on the eyes, and they still have quality people performers over there. Um, I think it for me it just it goes back to kind of what I said was you know the beauty of professional wrestling is you know at any point this shit can get better. You know what I mean? Just professional wrestling in general. Yeah, not talking specifically WWE. And at any point, this shit can get worse, too. But the point is, is you never fucking know, right? You never know when it's going to go left or it's going to go right. And I think that's the beauty is the unpredictability of professional wrestling, period, right? You know, from, you know, anyone could get hurt and you don't know what direction they're going to have to go in, right? For example, Erica and I talked about this earlier, and this is an unfortunate example, but, you know, Jeff Hardy had a bad weekend at a live event, if you guys haven't heard. Yeah, yeah, I read about um, it. Yeah. And he, which is horrible. Sad, and sad to, you know, speculate what that might be. Yeah. I saw, I'm not sure if you guys saw the video. Um, I did. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, and that's, it's ugly. We wish him the best. And, you know, you hate to hear that. 
but so it's, can you i did not see the video i read about it sure. and it seemed as though the the people reporting it were calling it a quote unquote bad night yeah was it a bad night in attitude or was it actually like he was not he was he was lost it seemed i i don't i i i saw the video i read a little bit uh basically he was in a tag match with drew and xavier he tagged out of the match and just kind of wandered through the crowd um and the video i saw chuck i don't know if you saw a different one was a fan video from a distance yeah um and I, I saw a few saw... i saw a few different angles on okay. it yeah the one angle i saw i saw him wander into the crowd i saw security chase after him yeah uh, and then it, it kind of cut to the finish of the match after drew and them won you can see drew and xavier looking like and like drew even say where's jeff Where right like he wandered like gone and then he was sent home well and given his history obviously everyone immediately thinks "Ooh, he's fell off the wagon again but i i know that there was another video of him during his entrance and he looks like he's either a um physically ill or b just extremely winded just just once like everyone's saying having a bad night Mm, you know like maybe maybe he's in a lot of pain and we're doing a house show and like i did maybe he had a goddamn panic attack and he's like i gotta get the fuck out of here and that's why he instead of going up the ramp he's like i gotta go now and went over that barrier into the crowd like who who knows but like justin said like god bless him i hope whatever's going on i hope you know i hope it gets better and i hope he gets through it because he's given us years of sacrificing his body and uh some great you know some great professional wrestling spots so and that that's an unfortunate example but the thing is is this is live entertainment right at any point AEW, wwe whoever can be backstage and say look fans hate what the fuck we're doing next week we're changing it right throw out the script we're changing shit right at any point um you know ignoring (laughs) the issue they say nxt people are loving it throw out the script (laughs) (laughs) uh you know ignoring the issues in wwe that we have and if anyone has issues with AEW, whatever but you know ignoring any of those issues at the beauty of professional wrestling is i'm gonna keep watching because at any point something crazy can happen they he didn't expect at any point this shit can get a lot better because at one point i mean wwe made it to the top somehow right and you know you can't you can't think they're going to get down to where impact is at any point right no so at, no at no. any point at any point this shit can get better and i'm i you know there's enough that there is still enough talent for this shit to get better if they get their shit together in the back and whether that takes vince mcmahon dying or whatever the hell that takes we'll see but you know there's enough there that when it gets better they have more than enough talent to uh you know Absolutely. Buy that shit. yeah i think that my biggest frustration have we have we've, we've had this conversation for the you know the dozens dozenth time this eighth dozenth time however many is you know it seems like he wants to get back to the the hulk hogan era right you know he's he's got uh, almost is sort of being created as this uh this andre the giant figure we want characters that are big names who essentially everyone's going to be jobbing to Roman Reigns. Fine. I get all that, but like at what, like at some point, sir, Mr. McMahon settle on like, okay, this is the foundation, like get your fucking foundation in order and start telling actual stories, you know, (laughs) like, like reading about the egg and how the people who involved, like it's a seven figure deal and everyone involved is angry about how, 
how they've written it. And so they, they throw Vince McMahon in and then they just give it this cheap blow off on raw. Like, uh, okay, enough, you know, like the weird, the weird Finn Balor God thing. And they're just like, yeah, just, just, we just blow it off. Like, enough with the blowing it off. Yes. Figure out what yeah. you want and give it to us. Give me well, something coherent, yeah. you know, uh, hopefully it, with this blowing out the NXT people, and God bless Kyle O'Reilly for saying, no, I'm not signing a new contract. Thank you very much. But, uh, you know, I'll take my chances joining the roster of the cast of thousands on AEW. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, <laughs> and, you know hope, <laughs> but uh, like at the same time, it's it's amazing. It's great that we live in an era now where wrestlers have that that yeah. capability where you know i mean up to even when wwe was the only real game in town when it comes to televised wrestling you could still take a chance on yourself and go play at impact or ring of honor or even over in japan but right. now that field has grown so large that th there's a half a dozen places that you could be like no you know what if i bet on myself I could still probably eke out a living doing what I want to do. And if you're right. good on social media, you can make some real bank, right? Like yeah. you know, whether it be Twitch or whether it be Patreon, you know, like you have all these different avenues. Um, right. You know, Danhausen has just made like a fortune. Oh my God. You yeah. Know, like if you look, go to, if you've never done this just for funsies, How even if you don't care about Danhausen, that's fine. You know, I'm not trying to sell you on Danhausen. Go to his PW, uh, you know, his his pro wrestling tea shop, and look at how many T-shirts he has. <laughs> like, right, because it's on demand printing. He has like a thousand Danhausen T-shirts. Yeah, and you know, not everyone can do that, obviously. But there are just different ways you can approach things. And that's another way I think would that's another reason I think WWE is limiting themselves, but they're creating guys who are just basically like you don't have any social media presence because you're not allowed to. You don't know professional wrestling because you've only been taught the WWE way. They're basically creating people who are sort of forced into being lifelong WWE guys, except yeah. for the most ambitious and most talented who may jump ship at some right. point. So it'll be, hopefully this is the foundation. If that's their foundation, it's not my favorite foundation, but it's something, right? It's something. That's, that, yeah. that's something where it's like, I can reliably, if I can then reliably expect good stories and decent matches, I can enjoy the product again. But yeah. as of now, where it's like, I, you know, like I, I don't care to watch Sami Zayn. I'm looking forward to El Generico. Like I'm already yeah. past it. I don't care what Kevin Owens does in WWE anymore because unless he signs a five-year deal sometime in the next couple of months, I'm looking forward to what Kevin Steen is going to do. Um, and um, whatever he does with WWE is irrelevant to me because it won't be nearly well, as interesting uh, as what he's going to do when he's back in the Indies and allowed to do the hundred moves he knows. It's very interesting too. What Kevin Owens is, you know, they put him in the title picture for January 1, 2022. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, let's ride out this year and we'll see what happens. And, you know, now they got him in the main title picture. And yeah, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of people that were in the main title picture. And over, the last, couple, couple over the last couple of years, they pulled this move with a couple of different people. Yeah, like, there's tons you know of stories what? where it's we like, know, like Kevin Owens is going to say, oh, really? I guess I'm getting pushed again. I'm going to sign a four year deal and then let you pull the rug out from under me. No, you pull the rug yeah. out from under everybody. Anyone with half a brain sees that this is the rug pulling company. 
company. Right. I'm quite sure that unless he has like a contract that says I will hold the title this number of days over the next several years. No, I'm not going to be fooled. Who's going to be fooled. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you talked about all the things. The main frustrating thing for me recently is the disrespect you feel from WWE, right? From the releases that they made to even just the bullshit writing. And I don't mean that in the sense of, you know, you don't like what a certain story or a certain match. You know, you don't like Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar going at it again. I can go on social media and find a shit ton of people that like that again. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a spot like Finn Balor having the ring blow up underneath right. him. And then we're just not going to talk about it. And Finn Balor is going to move about his fucking day as if the ring did not just blow up underneath him. That's disrespectful writing because as fans, the end of that pay-per-view, it was what's happening. What's going to like, what is this? Right. And, the, and what's going to happen? Those cliffhangers only work and are relevant if you pay it off. Now, and then here's the thing. I would, I wouldn't mind a payoff that, you know, necessarily not everyone loved this one. They didn't even attempt a payoff. Right. That's disrespectful. Right. The, the egg thing, right. At least what the egg had a be? payoff. It was the shitty, egg had but a at payoff. least it had a payoff. And, it, and, and here's the thing. You give us a payoff and it's shitty. So it's like, that's what gets me is the disrespect, whether like it's intentional and they're saying, fuck wrestling fans. If they think this is good shit, if they think, you know, nah, let's not do it. I don't know what the mindset is behind it, but it's disrespectful to wrestling fans because growing up, you know, when WWE was getting hot, right. And there was a cliffhanger at the end of the pay-per-view you could not wait to see what the hell was going to come off of this. Right. And for them to give us a cliffhanger like that, and then literally not even attempt and just act like it never even happened. Yep. The announcers don't mention it. Like, just like we said in AEW, the announcers, they just say whatever the fuck they <laughs> see. Whether they're just going off. Different. What the fuck happened with that? A? Didn't Finn Balor have a ring explode underneath? Yeah. How is he just okay for that? Like they just say shit where the announcers like, are they just going to act like they didn't just watch a ring blow up underneath him? Like what the fuck? So it's that, that's the disrespectful writing I'm talking about. You may not like, certain pushes and certain stories that go too long or whatever, but at least it's storytelling and some people like it. That's the shit that gets me the most. And that's just like, you said, it's disrespectful. It's fuck it. I don't know what that was supposed to be. It was something, yeah. but we're not doing it. All right. Where can people find us? Let's Oh, Erica, would you like to, if you have something else to, uh, I mean, I just well before we kind of bring everything to a close, uh, the Sammy Guevara Tony Nese match was amazing. If you didn't see it, go back and watch it, please Big and time. thank you. Uh, just an awesome, just a, just a great wrestling match. Um, and once again, Tony Nese, a guy jacked to the gills, but Is he pointing you know, at his abs. Still, I did not see it. Does he point to his abs? He does not. But at the same time, it's like you like here's just this guy who's athletic as all get out has the physique that you know Vince McMahon loves, but he's 5'9". Right. What a what a sin to be 5'9". Right. Oh, yeah. God. Genetically get rid inferior. Of right. But, also, um, also, holy shit, FTR is like my favorite tag team of all time. I mean, they, the they they're do? just... They're, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, they fought, uh, <laughs> what, Penta and Pac, uh, Pac on Wednesday, yeah. 
and I like it was NXT era FTR bullshit. Those guys okay. are so good and so oh, tight yeah. and such great tag team wrestlers. I'm not sure what da- what's his name Dash. It was Dash Wilder in WWE. I can't. Dax Hardwood. Da- no, no, no. That's that's <laughs> that's the, the, the dude with hair. hair. Cash Wheeler. Yeah, Cash. Cash Wheeler. I don't know why that was slipping me. I, I always call him the mustache. I always call him the mustache one and the not mustache one. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So the not mustache one. I'm not sure what he's trying to do with his hair or not. Um, but you know, they're fucking great. I, I love them in the ring. I will I will confirm that that hair boner killer. Hate it. Oh yeah, I don't know. I know. Why. I'm just it, like, it looks you like were a so, fucked up haircut. I'm like, you were so attractive. Why are you doing this to yourself on purpose? Why? Cash, why? Yeah. Boom. That's good, that's yeah, good, good I, I heel work. It just looks like yeah. It, it, <laughs> 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 Let's get some heat. He Fuck got to the hair. He got to the hair and makeup and said, Can you give me the boner killer? Yeah. <laughs> got it i hope that's what it's called in the video game <laughs> no let me take care of you i got you oh so i and you know uh, we'll, before we do that i will revisit one old bit um do we want johnny gargano and eventually uh uh the psycho killer in aew and I the- want I want Gargano. I don't want our Gargano full time in AEW, but I do want to see him and Adam Cole spar just so that Adam Cole can be like, why are you following me? <laughs> if, if AEW is good, like, I want to see it for like that for, you know, I love Sammy Guevara as TNT champion because they can do these these like Tony Nese, Jay Lethal type matches and it's going to mm-hmm. be fucking great. If they're going to keep doing this, they're going to have to do something, right? Like with the TV time that they have. I I love the idea of it. They have great talent there. It could be so much fun. But, like, we haven't seen Jay Lethal in how long? Right? We got the whole Jay Lethal is all elite. And we haven't seen Jay Lethal in three, you know, since he he lost Sammy. So it's like, you know, that's the shit that I'm going to start worrying about. Because Johnny Gargano is way too fucking talented to show up on Rampage, lose to Sammy Guevara, and then not be seen for three and a half weeks. You know what I mean? So you're going to have to, you know, I don't know if you want to make Rampage an extra hour. I don't know if you want, I don't know what you want to do. Got to get on YouTube. Got to watch Dark. Yeah, that's and not the happen. other alternative is they sign an impact and then we're still not going to see them because we all have well, sort that's of I mean. I, I want this that other than Chuck, we're not going to watch them. Right. Well, yeah. you um, can get one of those limited edition uh, video cassettes and then you can see but like, I certainly, you I certainly wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to seeing um, Gargano Ciampa going after FTR again. Like yes. that, that whole trilogy again. Oh, I would be God, super yeah. happy with that. We talked to, we, an hour ago, we talked about how the Usos and the New Day can fight forever like how, that's how much pair of teams. seriously you know we saw it with uh with malachi black how he came in with the fucked up eye and he basically took his wwe story and moved it over you know how much fun would it be to see the demon a, a demon finn balor against a fiend you know yeah basically like okay remember that story that we had that you all loved that wwe refused to Fuck give up. you here it finally is yes. right like i love this this idea now yeah. again i guess if you know like oh so that means that the uh the dark order are going to have to continue to be an undercard team for another couple of years you know oh, i don't i don't care you know like they're yeah. getting paid they're getting they're doing better than they would be doing if they were just you know having scattered across the indies um you know so that's i guess I, I, I sort of like how 
they've used these guys as they brought them over. And I mean, at yeah. some, at some point they're just going to have to push Cody off the card <laughs> like, yeah. for people who that, who actually the fans want to see until the fans figure out what they want out of Cody, because and it's, I, yeah. it's, it's now it's, it's become such a hate fest. There's yeah. nothing. I mean, there's nothing like, what is he going to do? He's going to, it's, it's going to be a Cody's career on a pole match at some point. There's yeah. I mean, that's, all that's, gonna that's, be left. I, that's what plays the role in Cody. All the gimmicks will be gone. Food. Getting booed, Cody Rhodes getting booted is because man, you keep bringing out over all this fucking talent, and yet he still gets a thirty minute match. Like right. you just brought over all this talent. What are you doing? So that play, I love Malachi Black though. You know, blinding Pac after he was blinded in yeah. WWE. Like payback's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you and, heard it here, Tony Khan. We want the Damon versus the friend. And does anyone not want to see Undisputed Era together? I mean, they Shit, they were yeah. the best thing in NXT. Oh God, so, like, yes. you know, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly lost his match last night, his tag team match. His partner turned on him and he, he, he ducked the clothesline, kicked him in the face, and then gave the Undisputed Era hand signal. And I don't understand why. Yeah. Listen, if that happens, what I... And I, I go back to this, man. Adam Cole is so much better than AEW is using him right now. And it could be a slow thing. Adam Cole's a top guy. Adam Cole's, yeah. a, Adam Cole's oh, yeah. a main guy. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, him being in the mid card against no offense and Orange Cassidy right now. No, like it could be. Hopefully it's just a slow build. I know Kenny kind of gave him a little side eye on his way out. So that could be his first main event push. Adam Cole is the guy. If Adam Cole ends up holding the AEW title, he will hold it way better than Kenny Omega ever did. Especially if the Undisputed Era guys end up over there. Adam Cole is that fucking good. I love that dude. And they need to start. AEW needs to capitalize on that while they have. And God bless NXT for recognizing that from the jump. Yeah. Yes. For looking at his Ring of Honor stuff and being like, yeah, if that guy's coming over here, then he's at the top of the card just immediately. 100%. I always go back to it. It's so fascinating to me. When he was on with Stone Cold, he said, I like being a face. I think I'm a better face than a heel. He's such a great heel. He's such so a great good. heel. He's so good. <laughs> so, so, shows how great he is because you're such a great fucking heel, but you think you're better as a face. Like, right. do whatever you want. I'll, I'll be into it, you know? All right, plug everything. It's been an hour and a half. EricaBanis.com. Google me. Google it. Wow. Justin, yeah. tell everybody about my favorite podcast. It's going to be the only way I absorb WWE for the time for the foreseeable future. Yes, uh, Jamie Sports Talk Pay Per View Pod. It's going to be back around the holiday season. It's Christmas uh, for day one, which is New Year's Day. So Pay Per View Pod will be coming out around New Year's. Um, and uh, jbsportstalk.com podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and social media at pbv underscore pod. Find me with James and Al on the Nerd Radio Podcast over at wraf.com or streaming on my Twitch channel over twitch.tv backslash chizuck uh, Wednesday afternoons around 1130. Is the uh, is the 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 wrestling show still going on Twitch? Did you just yes, say that? Yes, uh, the one fall. Yes, one fall show. Super Universe going on over at Nate's Twitch channel, twitch.tv backslash Limit Break Radio. You just wanted me to plug it to see if I would plug it correctly. Uh, yes, that was why I did that. And and uh, and, and there's no reason to find me right now. I'm not doing anything interesting outside of this show. Um, 
I, you know, winter is coming. They are doing a winter is coming. Yep. Is, there, is there one big reveal for the end of the year during this slow season? I will say, man, the cold weather, the darkened days, I have been just sliding off the wrestling band. I'm sort of like, except I'm, just, I'm now enculturated into this, this podcast world, this podcast mentality where it's like at the end of the year, everybody just sort of is like, all right, I've had enough of all media. Like we get so much media yeah. throughout the year. And it's yeah. like, okay, this it's gone from the last week to the last month for me. I'm just like, okay, I need to just decompress like the world. Right. If the world changes so much that I miss something, I'm just going to have to miss it. But winter's <laughs> coming to pull me back in Tony Khan. Once again, he's got a shrewd move. I, you know, I, I will definitely be checking that out because I'm, he set a pretty high expectation last year with, uh, with sting. And yeah. I, I'm not even a sting guy, but I recognize how huge that was for so many people. And it obviously has been a huge payoff. People are very excited about the sting Darby thing. Not my favorite thing in AEW, but I don't hate it either. Um, so, so we'll see this winter is coming. They, they, would, they would be smart to take a quiet route this year for winter is coming. Personally, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, well, give, us mean, a good, give, give us a good title match. The only surprise that could be there. I mean, the only surprise out there right now is Bray Riot, right? And it doesn't well, seem well, like... Unless you get Gargano. Gargano comes over and does something, you know? We have a lot. There's a lot of people that there's are the counting down. There's, there's a lot of folks that are probably counting down the days. I don't know yeah. with the, the last batch of releases with like the Keith Lee's and, oh, and Keith the Lee, Ember Moons and stuff. I was like, going to say, I, give me a women, give me a women's one. If you're going to do yeah. something, I give agree. me a women's one. Yeah. Would I, would, I would, yeah. I would love to see them pick up Ember Moon um, to really kind of take out Brit. Yeah, that, I mean, I think that would I, that'd be incredible. I, that I would mean, be good. Yeah. I, I yeah. would love that, but uh, you know, we'll have, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. Yeah, winter's coming. It's not here. They can't go. I, they can't go it's too Christmas. quiet because otherwise, having a branded <laughs> week in which nothing particular, you know, like if it's if it's a slow week for AEW, but you call it winter is coming, then that sort of ruins the <laughs> ruins right. the, the idea of giving it a name, right? So some, <laughs> but even just a nice twist would be fun, right? Uh, you know, yes. Um, you know, something yeah. the Bullet Club is fine, right? Like something with the elite. I think that yeah. would make a lot of people happy, right? Like if. Even if it was just a, like, imagine if if Cody and the Bucks and Kenny all just got their ass whipped by some people who have been considered undercards for a while. And it sure. sort of sets the yeah. stage for them having to be on the defensive and other people being the top uh, stars for a while. Yeah. Something something like that. A big story move would be just as fine as, as an actual roster shift. Yeah, um, I mean, if it's major, it's got to be in the women's division. Otherwise, make, keep it quiet. Give us a plot okay. twist. Give us a, a, a title change. I don't know where the title change would be. You know, give us just a really solid match, a heel turn, something. Yeah, yeah. Some kind of new faction that wails yeah. on the elite. I feel is like the next... I, I would. I, I think that seeing Cody reintegrate into the elite would be a good sign because it would then show that they were all going to get bowled over. Because I don't. <laughs> I think. I think that we're not that far away from people turning on the Bucks like they turned on Cody. I, that's my hunch. I can see that being like sort of in the. It's in my side of town. Can't stand that much. I do. I'm already there. Every time they go on camera, I genuinely feel like, get the hell off my screen. There's so much better I can see. The fact that Adam Cole's with them evens it out. But, man, I'm like, oh, God, I can't stand you two. Yeah. Genuinely yeah. can't stand you two. 
All right. Have fun, everybody. Be safe and don't fall in the hole. It's Christmas. What was, what was the line about Baron Corbin's? We need so many we more need, Baron Corbin's. We need more Baron Corbin's. <laughs> well, than we I do thought the Baron Corbin's. Yeah, I thought the Baron Corbin line. Come on, Corbin. It's three. That one kind of tickled me. Also, if we're looking for potential, uh, I, I don't I don't know how we feel about a uh, rebirth of the show. I don't know what. But I feel like just like wrestling group therapy yeah. could be a potential name. I don't yeah. know. Just after this episode, I'm like, this feels like group. It does. <laughs> I'm like, this feels like group. I'm like, well, it's Monday. I have to go meet with group. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't Hi, know. I'm that this... Hi, I'm Justin. I'm a wrestling fan. Hi, I don't know that this stat actually like means very much at all, but I was trying to think of it last night. Um, there have been 24 NXT champions. Only nine of them are still with the company. Yeah, I saw that tweet where it it it, it laid out the, the various stats of like the the because uh, I was NXT champ, the North American champ, and the tag champs. Too. Yeah, I'm sure the North American champ is even worse. But I yeah. was I was thinking about it last night with Johnny Gargano leaving. I was like, okay, so Champa's champion. Who did he? Oh yeah, Samoa Joe. He's not around anymore. And Karrion Cross is gone. And Keith Lee is gone. And Jesus, who is the last person to hold the title that's still Andrade. there? Andrade of uh, uh, friggin' Malachi Black. Like all these guys, just Adam is Bobby Cole. Heard technically still with the company. Is he still in the Dirty Dogs? I think, yeah, uh, he's I with think Dolph. So. Yeah, yeah. They they've been on they've been on consistently on Raw. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Great stuff. Cool. What was it? Baron Corbin. It's three. Come yeah. on, right. come on, Corbin. It's three. Come on, Corbin. It's three. <laughs> I don't even remember what that reference was. Oh, Where God. the hell have I been? We were talking. Yeah, we were talking about how oh, annoying it I is. I would have when- said it. That's why yeah. I ignore. I ignore everything I say. Y'all would right. be wise to do the same. <laughs> so Speaking of which, by the way, did you guys notice when Andrade got pinned, um, a, a piece of a flaming whatever fell off of Cody and onto yeah. his chest. Wait, yeah. And while, and while yes. Andrade's getting pinned for three, he's like. <laughs> he tapped out he tapped out to a pinfall right. so he, oh god he can't kick out he can't kick out but he's putting the flame on he tapped out to a pinfall he tapped out to a pinfall that's awesome let's use this week to chat and figure out a way that we can come up with some fun different i don't know if it's going to be segments or games or something so that we're not just arguing about these two like yeah let's not, let's not keep listen. doing this we're in a rut i am i am well i feel like like i am willing like shauna you are the host and i'm not going to take that away from you but um you know i'm willing to kind of you know i've been pretty good about watching everything at least between wwe and AEW. yeah shit at um, this point you could make the questions and we would be lost between it's the very three. true. Uh, very I, true. I'm not worried about doing the game show necessarily, but I can definitely do a show sheet, kind of like I do for the pay per view pod, of like you know just break down, hit these this the main things that happen in wrestling. Yeah, let's talk about that, and you know that way we, we you know once we get through that sheet, we know okay we're through this sheet. Let's wrap up the show soon. You know what I mean. I, I I do feel like like a, like a PTI around the horn type deal might be beneficial to us. Okay, where we have time limits on our like like okay, 
Justin introduces whatever the talking point is or whomever introduces sure. the talking point. And then it's like, okay, Shawnee, go. Chuck, go. My turn, go. And then like maybe we have like two minutes each or whatever on the certain yeah. topic. Um, just because look, look, sometimes things organically happen and, right. and like we can kind of feel it out. But like, I do feel like, like, look, we there's a good rapport between the four of us. That's fucking obvious. Uh, but and we could probably just talk about just random shit yes. like like look at this. I have I have this on my table. Let's talk. I don't know. Um, you know, that's for, the, for the biggest big... earring I've ever seen. No, yeah, this right? is this is a part I of hate my. Whisks. <laughs> I hate whisks. No, I was just like you're not even giving it a chance, though. Right? I feel like you're already down. I'm not even giving it a shot. It's the okay. whole. It's it's the whole whisk. Uh, like the the. It's the whisk the, culture. I can't stand. Yeah, it's the whisk culture. It's whisk People get into whisk. Spoon, okay, and they won't whisk stop story. talking about them. Right. Yeah. Look, My time up yet? No, I've got to keep. I've got to. Maybe you this. shouldn't beat eggs. All right. Maybe you should treat them nicely. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyway, it's something to think about. No, it's where we, yes. we have if you're listening of- to this, first off, what is wrong with you? It's been an hour and a half, and we've done the same show we've done the last three oh, weeks. Are we still on the podcast? Yeah, technically. Oh, no. no, if you are listening, I mean, to the, if, if you're listening to this, please use one of the many, many avenues and tell us you want us to get back into focusing more on wrestling, like on the beats. Do you do you want do you want us to fucking get our acts together and watch the shows and talk about the specific high points? Do you want us to keep arguing about this? Do you want us to start talking more about '90s bands or perhaps the Rat? you know um you you've you've made it 90 minutes in and we love you for it because we sure. much I like concur. much like wwe i don't i don't know what we're doing and i don't know who we're trying to appeal to but what we will do is we will like aew give you what you want if you right. if you tell us what you want right um we don't have you cheering or holding up signs so that's right. you know if you're listening give, give I, us some help going into this new year because we do want to start doing some you know we want to shake it up a little bit we want to shake it up yeah, I can't I wait we can for the it. tweet asking us to uh, pull the ring rope out from under Justin as an act of God, then not follow up on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm there for that. That yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tell them that we're gonna bring them to Bronner's, and instead we're gonna go just to some bleak, awful place. Yeah, no, I I would never do that to you. I would never do that to you. I know so I would mean. never expect Erica to. Do that. I would I could never do that because instead well, first we're gonna all, bring him to the last Kmart in Michigan. First of all, I know what it's like to have a crying child in a car. Okay, so I would never yeah. do that. I would right. never do that. Okay, wait a Ever. minute. Not the route I wanted you to go. No. We had um, Hell, Michigan, at the the ice cream store. Yeah, in I the think middle of winter, and then not buy you ice cream. Erica, you need to share the video of Justin in your office from this afternoon with Shawnee. Oh because my God. it is delightful to. Oh, did you watch it? To watch Justin. <laughs> Be so excited about something that the only way he can respond to it is with his catchphrase. Like, well, I wouldn't expect anything like if, maybe if, perhaps if the people who are listening give us some good ideas on what to do with the show, we can share it with them. Who knows? Yeah, right. Right. Who knows? Right. Right. If you give us a good idea, we'll put the we'll make the Justin video public. 
Right. <laughs> you make it fun. sound so horrible. <laughs> All right, we're, 40, video. we're 40 minutes into Raw. Justin is getting very antsy. I have that's not seen any, any that's, that's football in the background. You're not fooling that me. That is not. I got Monday Night Football in the background. Yeah, that's no, Monday yeah, Night Football wrong. back there. The Lions have uh, a win, so football is. The Lions want a fucking game. It's did, you see, hey, did you see the, the rap that somebody did the rap? The Lions won a game. We're going to the Super Bowl. The Lions won a game. <laughs> <laughs> it's floating around Facebook right now, and it's hilarious. I can I genuinely my house genuinely celebrated as if we won a playoff game yesterday i have to say after we got done celebrating i'm like we're one ten and one i felt good for him i I did not you know i I wanted that record but once we had the tie and it was already ruined that we weren't going to get the pure O in 17 i was like you know what these these guys have tried they've kept it close man like they have not capitulated yeah wasn't it like 25 to 27 yeah, they yeah, no, we yeah, we crazy. got a touchdown with no time left. But I mean week after yeah. week after week, they've made it close. Like give yeah. these poor guys a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 